0: How would it make you feel if you saw someone leading a blind person off of a cliff? What if you watched one of your friends buying a worthless rust bucket of a car for an outlandish price knowing that the seller was completely ripping him off? It's one thing for people to make bad decisions. It's another thing, however, for someone to intentionally use their influence to lead someone into making a poor decision that cost them dearly. But what can you do about it? Is there anything that you can do about it? Let's take a look at this idea together in this week's 5-Minute Torah. This week's Torah portion is the portion of Ki Tavo, Deuteronomy 26.1 through 29.8. And here are the three things that you need to know about it. Number one, first fruits and tithes. The beginning of our tour portion contains what seems to be a repeat of the instructions for giving first fruits and tithes. However, there are a few details found here that have not been stated previously, including a liturgical formula that was to be spoken when offering both first fruits and tithes. This declaration includes a confession that God has brought us to the land that He promised and a guarantee that no part of our offering has been eaten in a state of mourning or uncleanness nor given to the dead. Number two, Gerizim and Ebal. Moses instructed the children of Israel to take part in an unusual act once they crossed the Jordan River. Half of the tribes were to go up onto Mount Gerizim to bless the people. These included the tribes of Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin. The other tribes, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali, were to climb Mount Ebal for curses. And the Levites were to proclaim to all of the men of Israel a set of curses upon anyone who would violate the Torah's ethical prohibitions. Together, all these people were to affirm these statements with an Amen. And number three, back to the future. Moses provides a glimpse into the potential future trajectory of the nation of Israel. He describes a series of blessings and curses that may come upon them based on either their adherence to or or their deviation from God's commandments. The Torah consistently teaches that obedience to God's commandments leads to blessing, while disobedience can lead to negative consequence. Through this, Moses provides Israel with a clear understanding of the direct connection between their actions and the unfolding events in their history. He encourages them to choose wisely, reminding them that their choices will shape the destiny of the nation. This concept of divine reward and punishment is an ethical cornerstone in Jewish thought, promoting accountability, responsibility, and the pursuit of righteousness. Can you believe it? In just a few short weeks, we'll wrap up the book of Deuteronomy and start back in Genesis with a brand new Torah cycle. Now is the time to prepare for the news cycle by picking up a copy of one of the five-minute Torah commentaries. I've had several people ask me what the difference between these books are. The difference is that they each contain unique messianic commentaries on each of the weekly Torah portions. If you're looking for a quick, thought-provoking insight into the weekly Torah portions for your Shabbat table, your family devotions, your small group, etc any of the volumes of 5-Minute Torah would be a perfect choice. And by purchasing a copy of these resources, you can help support this channel and the ongoing creation of quality messianic resources. Thanks in advance for your support. This week's Torah commentary is called The Responsibility of Influence and comes from my book, 5-Minute Torah, Volume 2. Parashat Kitavo is so named because of its opening verse which says, When you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance and have taken possession of it and live in it. Deuteronomy 26.1 The words kitavo mean when you come. Thus, this parasha, this Torah portion is focused on the responsibility of the children of Israel when they arrive in the land promised to them by the Lord. The first few paragraphs address bringing the bikrim, the first fruits of the land, to the Lord and the ceremony surrounding this procedure. After this, the Lord gives Israel a reminder of the responsibility as a people who are consecrated to the Lord. This day the Lord your God commands you to do these statutes and rules. You shall therefore be careful to do them with all your heart and with all your soul. You have declared today that the Lord is your God and that you will walk in His ways and keep His statutes and His commandments and His rules and will obey His voice. Deuteronomy 27, 16 and 17. Immediately following this, instructions are given to renew the covenant through a ritual that includes dividing up the tribes and setting them onto two mountains, the Mountain of Blessing, Mount Gerizim, and the Mount of Curses, Mount Ebal. The Levites are to command them from the valley between the two. Those on Mount Gerizim are to bless the nation, and the ones on Mount Ebal are to repeat a series of curses to which all of the people will affirm. Amen." The specific curses recited are listed in verses 15 through 26. Two of these, however, are connected in a way that may not be obvious at first. Let's look at these two curses and find the link between them. Cursed be anyone who misleads a blind man on the road, and all the people shall say, Amen, Deuteronomy 27:18. Cursed be anyone who does not confirm the words of this law by doing them, And all the people shall say, Amen. Deuteronomy 27, 26. The first verse we can understand in a much broader sense by extending this prohibition to include misleading the spiritually blind. Indeed, our sages teach us that this is the extended meaning of the passage and that we should never be on our guard against misleading someone who does not have the spiritual capacity to discern our actions. This passage is about leading someone astray. We should not lead a spiritually blind person down the wrong path. The second verse, however, seems to merely be a rebuke against anyone failing to uphold the commandments of the Torah. So how are these two related? Moses ben Nachman, otherwise known as Nachmanides or Ramban, understands the phrase, anyone who does not confirm the words of this law, to apply to anyone who has the ability to influence others to follow the path of Torah, but chooses not to. He says that it applies especially to those who are well-studied, but concerned only about their own spirituality, and to those in leadership roles. Rather than simply being a rebuke against failing to observe the Torah's instructions, Ramban understands this to be a rebuke against passiveness in our responsibility to influence others for the good. Let's face it, leadership is influence. Leaders are held to a higher responsibility because of this. The behavior of a leader influences the behavior of their followers, either positively or negatively. If a person is a leader, it doesn't take much effort for them to influence people to take action. They can lead people either to Torah and mitzvot or to a path of destruction. But this is not limited to those who are in the limelight. We are all leading people one direction or another because we all have some sort of influence. Some of us have a greater influence over people than others. Some of us have an influence over larger numbers of people. But neither the magnitude nor the volume of people we are influencing negates this principle. We have a responsibility to lead the blind on the proper path and uphold the words of the Torah in the eyes of all who see us. We must take this responsibility seriously. If we are cognizant of the fact that others are under our influence, so to speak, either for the good or the bad, then we should be using that influence to lead people on a path that will bring them into a closer relationship with their Creator. So here's my question. How have others influenced you in regard to spiritual matters, positively or negatively? Also, I'm curious if you've been able to influence others spiritually yourself. If so, let me know. I look forward to hearing your story. Well, thanks again for joining me for this five minute Tory insight. I'll see you again soon with another Messianic Insight into the eternal Torah of God. Blessings from Amet HaTorah.